0: They are totally lost. They feel so comfortable. I always say, when you think you're a best player, you need to be playing Champions League, my friend. Our mental strength of players is very weak, I can tell you now. Big questions, even bigger guests. This is The Big interview.
1: Good day and welcome to The Big Interview. On today's very special episode, we are delighted to have one of the country's greatest ever players. He has played for clubs all over Europe, starting back when he was 16 years old, after heading to Germany to join Bayer Leverkusen's Youth Academy. From there, he made his way over to Ajax in Amsterdam, where he started playing for an injection club called Germinal Beerschot. and eventually he went on to be the club's captain. The chunk of his career was spent in England, where he represented clubs such as Blackburn Rovers and Portsmouth FC. He has scored goals that took his team to the FA Cup final and he has scored a winning goal to beat Manchester City. He captained Bafana Bafana at the 2010 World Cup and has racked over 100 caps for his country. He became the youngest player to ever represent Bafana at the young age of 18 years old and he still holds that record to this day. I am of course talking about no one else but Aaron Mbazo-Mokwena. Mbazo-Mokwena. Aaron, thank you for joining us today. How are you
0: doing? I'm very good, um, Aiden. Uh, good talking to you as well.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to, to chat to us today. Let's get straight into the swing of things. You started your youth career right here in South Africa for Jomo Cosmos and then swiftly moved to Bayer Leverkusen in Germany. In terms of youth development, what were some of the biggest differences you noticed between the two clubs, even the two countries,
0: so to say? Yeah, Aiden, I mean, it's um, it's a big difference, really. Um, remember when I moved from Jomo Cosmos? Um, I was um, I was sixteen and a half, and um, um it was absolutely a, a big ask uh, for me actually to to go to Europe at that age, mm. which I am. Um, I mean, looking at what's happening now in uh, in this generation. It's it's very rare to see players going to such big leagues at that um, at that age. So I'm going to to Bayer Leverkusen. I mean, remember then Bayer Leverkusen had the likes of um, you know Michael Ballack um, had um, the likes of Zeroberto. So and they were they were playing at um, in Champions League that time. Um, And um, and they had also the you know one of the experienced coach or manager um, Christopher Daum mm. um, I mean the difference really it''s, uh, it's, it's that um, you know in Europe um, you know clubs are so professional you feel that you are a, a, a professional footballer if you like compared to back at home I mean right now um, yes things are a bit a bit better uh, but again it depends what club you're playing for uh but the difference then really i mean i think it's it, it, it the fact that uh, you know you i felt that um um i could grow in in, in germany and um and professionalism it's uh, it was spot on um so everything was just um professional so that's um that that really for me actually um i would probably say it was a big difference so
1: professionalism do you think that difference is still there today?
0: Not absolutely, absolutely. I mean, um, you, you you look at um, Bundesliga um, mm. as it is. I mean, how many players do they produce to other, um, you know, other leagues like EPL, um, and um, and the way it's been managed. Um, you know, uh, I I think once you can look at it from um, from the league itself. Um, then it's easy actually to, to 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 actually look at um at the clubs as well um right now i can assure you i mean by Liverpool, is still uh, one of the top league um one of, one of the top uh, club in europe of course um they play in champions league if they don't make it in, in champions league i mean you would definitely um you know they 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 they, they do and uh, make a point that at least the UEFA, they play in the in, in UEFA Cup. So yeah, definitely, uh, professionalism, uh, professionalism is still there.
1: Well, fantastic. Let's move on a bit here, Aaron. From Germany, you made your way to Ajax in Amsterdam, where you were loaned out twice to Germinal Bershot. You made 42 appearances and you scored twice there. Do you think that these loan moves bettered you as a player in terms of technical ability, skill level and maturity?
0: No, no, absolutely. Absolutely, Aidan. Um, um, for me, actually, um, moving from uh, from Bayer to um, to Ajax, um, firstly, um, it was a dream come true. I mean, um, before I went to Bayer Leverkusen, I went to Ajax for a tryout, and Ajax were, you know, were eager actually to um, to sign to sign me. But obviously, then I was still belong, I was still playing for Jomo Cosmos, and because of the negotiations. Um, the deal um, couldn't couldn't go through. Um, Bayer Leverkusen come, came knocking, and um, Jomo thought uh, Bayer Leverkusen um, makes a big, uh, you know, a big business sense to him. Um, and um, when I was at um, at Leverkusen, I mean, Ajax kept knocking. I mean, they they called me every time, Michelle, to find out if I'm still keen to come to to Ajax. And I eventually thought, you know what? Uh, I mean, Benny McCarthy was still play, was playing there and he was doing well over there. And, the you know, the youth set up over there, actually, um, uh, it was absolutely, um, you know, great. The difference between uh, Leverkusen and Ajax for me uh, was the fact that um, um, at Ajax, because, as I said, I was 16 and a half, almost 17, um, I was still a, a baby, if you like. Um, I had to live with the faster family at, um, at Ajax, I, I had to learn the culture, I had to learn the language um, and that actually, you know, um, I felt that, um, you know what, signing for Ajax would be a, a great move and of course, I mean, moving from Ajax, I've signed actually at Ajax, I've signed five years, five and a half years contract mm. and I played a few games and um, um, Ajax bought uh, this injection club in Belgium, which is Terminal Bierskot. And they asked if, um, if I would want actually to, to, to go and strengthen that club and obviously um, to get a bit of um, game time um, and, and as well, I mean, grow, really. And I felt, you know what, I'm, I'm still contracted with Ajax. The fact that I was playing for the national for, for, for under-23, I, I, I would want to, to grow. And for me, actually, I felt that uh, to grow, it's all about playing games and the more you the more you play games especially in Europe you get to uh, to have a self belief you, you, you get to to gauge yourself and that really I think it it did help me a lot and um um yes i mean it does help actually to to get those uh, uh, those lone spells
1: you you mentioned the word cultural there and obviously that's uh, you know becoming accustomed to different cultures what would you say the biggest challenge of becoming accustomed to a different culture during your time in Europe was what was the hardest thing to, to, to
0: become look a- um I I think um you know language is universal in football but once you step out of the you know um the, the, the club premises um you 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 got to communicate with people you you go to to shops um, you go to restaurants you meet people you want to communicate with people so I would probably say Language is absolutely a, a, a dilemma, really. I mean, in um, um back in my times it was. And, and of course, I mean, even, even now, um, it's still a problem if you don't get to a to a foreign land or a foreign country and start um to learn the the language um you will you will absolutely fall out that's where the that's where now you 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 find that um you get you know um homesick mm. and you uh, you you start not not performing in the field so I, I would probably say really language language is the most the most important thing when you get to your foreign country
1: Aaron in 2005 you made your debut in England playing for Blackburn Rovers if i'm not mistaken what was that occasion like for you and how did the blackburn fans welcome you
0: and it was scary. I have to be frank to you. I mean, uh, it was absolutely, you know, um, nerve wracking for me. I mean, yes, going to play in EPL for me, it's always been something that I wanted to. I wanted to have in my, in my career or in my, uh, you know, in my CV, if you like. Mm. Uh, it was that, you know, part of my goals. Uh, but um, you know, I, I think to 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 to, to, to do my—I mean—to make my debut uh, came really at a—I um, at at, would, I would, I would probably say it was so quick for me to, to make my my, my my debut. And again, it wasn't just a debut; I had to replace uh, Ferguson, which was the captain for the club, uh, the most mm. irresp- respectable uh, person or player for Blackburn Rovers. And and the captain,
1: big shoes to fill. You know
0: what I mean. So um, uh, it was absolutely scary for me. But um, you know what? Um, I had the brilliant manager Mark Hughes. He said to me, you know what? Get in there, and enjoy yourself, but make a point that. You don't concede, that's what actually you're good at, and um, you know, that um, that that, that motivational talk with, uh, with 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 Mikey helped me, with Spikey actually helped a lot. I mean, um, but um, to be honest, it was absolutely um, stage fright was there for me.
1: You've just mentioned Mark Hughes, and ironically enough, that leads straight into my next question What was your relationship with, with Mr. Hughes during your spell? Oh man, how was how was he?
0: Oh man i think um I think Spike made things easier for me in um uh, to settle in, in 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 England. He was a father figure to me uh he wasn't just a um a coach or manager if you like um i could I could knock in his office at any time when I have problems. i mean he loved me to bits. um he knew that um, i would uh, I, I would put a shift in any time when he needs me. Uh, he he actually um knew that i was honest in this game and uh, there was no way no way even though that at times he would put me on the bench at times you not in the team but he knew very well in the morning when he shake my hand i would have that beautiful smile um so my relationship with uh, with Sparky um it was brilliant it was absolutely brilliant i mean um um i always say he's um he's he's one of the Uh, the best managers that I had in my career, really. I mean, he made my life so easy. My relationship with them was just spot on.
1: You've previously described your move to England as a dream move. You made over a century of appearances for Blackburn. But from there, you traveled to Hampshire where you signed for Portsmouth and you made 77 appearances there. What brought this move on? Did you maybe think that you felt a move was necessary in order for you to progress in your career?
0: Um yes, I think it was about time, um, Aiden. I mean, um uh, we had um after my cues we had a couple of coaches where I thought, you know what, um for me it's it's about time really to uh, you know to, to test the waters and to travel a bit in um in, in, in England. Um we had Paul Inns after my cues, we had um uh Sam Allardyce after Paul Inns and um and I wasn't really getting much time much game time to be fair um so I decided I mean Portsmouth to be fair they came knocking wolves as well wolf they came knocking so I had to choose between wolves and Portsmouth um and I decided to go to play for portsmouth because for me a felt the history there was so massive and um you know um, the likes of uh, Nwanko Kanu was were we, we still at Portsmouth. Um, uh, Utaka, John Utaka was at um, at um, at Portsmouth. So I felt that immediate when I go to Portsmouth, I would probably you know settle in quickly Um, quickly. And to be fair, Paul Hart, I mean, um, I he was the manager, actually, it's him who who brought me to Portsmouth. I mean, immediately when I got there, he made me the captain. Um, of those big boys, you know, with big names who who done well. I've just mentioned, uh, Wanko Kanu. Um, Wanko Kanu played for Ajax, played for Inter, um, uh, Inter Milan, played for uh, Arsenal. Um, uh, to be the captain, I mean, of 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 him. Uh, for me, actually, I felt you know what? Look, that is probably the club that I can go to. And um, at the same time, we have. Um, you know, uh, with the James, David James on the goals. Mm. So we had big names that I had to captain. And I felt, you know what, this is the great challenge for me. Um then that's why actually I'm, I chose to play, I mean, to, to sign, to sign with, uh, with Portsmouth.
1: Where do you think your career would have went if you signed for Wolves
0: instead? Um, to be honest with you, um, uh, Aiden, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I mean back then uh, Wolves was not the Wolves that we see right now. Mm. Uh we played so many times against Wolves when I was at, at Blackburn. I mean uh, firstly for me was I'm going to Wolves um the, the 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 city itself it was just a dull city for me. Uh was I going to be um, it was going to be easy for me to settle in. It was going to be easy for me to um, to, to be happy. Because at the, at the same time, there's life of, um, of the field, you know, um, uh, I, I felt for me that the Wolves wasn't really, uh, you know, um, the, the the perfect choice or the good choice for me. I mean, to be fair, Mick McCarthy uh, was the coach there, or was the manager then. And, and he called me almost every day. To assure me that look you have you'll have a beautiful time here but um as much as i knew um how wolf city was um i i decided now nah, i mean, uh, portsmouth for me was quite easier i mean from portsmouth to i'm t- now i'm talking about life of the field mm. um from portsmouth to london was just uh, two three hours um i would just leave i, w- I would i used to live actually in manchester and and every time i would take a flight um to portsmouth um for training and back to uh, to manchester it would would literally take me um 45 minutes to get to portsmouth for training Mm. um so that was was really easy for me because i felt that you know leaving uh, manchester to go and live in portsmouth um i I wasn't I wasn't ready for that. I mean I had a beautiful house in Manchester and my life was just, you know, uh, beautiful in Manchester. So um yeah, I mean so it was an easy um an easy decision for me not to go to, to Wolves but to sign for Portsmouth.
1: Aaron, something I must ask you is what was it like scoring your first goal in England? What was the occasion like? What did it mean wow. for you? Where were you as
0: well? Wow. Wow. Hey, I don't know which one you're talking about, um, <laughs> uh, Aidan. Um, are you talking about the one that took us to the FA Cup semi-finals? Are you talking about the one that... Um I scored against Manchester City um I, I'll tell you what describe both <laughs> I think it's better I think it's better Yeah I mean you know I always say, um yes people would uh, would look at um, you know my career and say and say but he he was a defender what type of a defender he was because he wasn't scoring goals Uh but I, my, answer, my my counter my counter answer to them it's always been I always scored important goals, you know, mm. especially in the top league like EPL. I mean, I scored a goal against Ipswich um, that took uh, took Portsmouth to the semi-finals of of FA Cup final. Listen, we're talking about FA Cup final here. Uh, yeah, the oldest
1: trophy in, in football history. I the
0: big, the big, the, the big trophy in 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 the world. I would say mm. uh, the trophy that um, everyone who's associated with football in the world would want to watch watch that um, that that cup. So yeah, so that that goal took us to the semi-final and the semi-final then we had to play semi-final in, Wem- in Wembley. Mm. You know when you play when you are a, a footballer and you have played in Wembley, you know what I mean. I mean it's uh, pff, listen, it's it's a different ball game altogether. So that goal actually it was a beautiful goal uh, with a header um, a goal that set us to the, you know, to the to the next level and the level that every footballer would want to play at. That was the big big level, really. FA Cup semi-final, and we progressed to the uh, to the FA Cup finals, really, from semi finals to the finals. And the the goal against Manchester City, um, that was. I think that in my career, that was the you know the the best goal ever. I mean, I think it was about you know twenty five yards. Mm. Uh, yeah, I think I had a shot. I, I had a, I, I had a touch in it, and then here we go. I mean, I released the shot, and it was absolutely a smash for me. And that goal in Blackburn Rovers, it became the best goal of the season. Oh, and. Uh, and the other goal was um, again at Portsmouth at Port with a header. So um, three goals in EPL, not too bad for a defender to be sure.
1: I don't think many many people can say that they've, they've done that. <laughs> and I, I want to stick with a bit of Europe, but also include some, some local questions here. Why do you think, I don't know, let's call it over the last 10 years or so, local representation, South Africans in Europe, it's been declining. Why do you think that is and what should or can be done
0: to get more South Africans representing South Africa in Europe? Aiden, that's a beautiful question, you know, that's a beautiful question. And it's exactly where, where I am at the moment. I, de- I, de- I decided to, you know, to get back to, um, to uh, our, our development. Mm. um development is so important and i think we overlook that um we need to invest a l- lot lot of money i would say a lot of money in development and getting right structure right coaches or qualified coaches in development people who understand what is development um that's where we 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 actually have to start before we um we we even think of going to europe because to be honest um, i'm looking i'm going to be honest to you i'm looking at the crop of the players that we have at the at this point in time it would be very difficult if you to have uh, these players to, to to be signed by the clubs like um, ajax amsterdam the, the teams that are played for mm. uh, the teams like blackburn rovers even though blackburn rovers is playing in um, you know in in second division um, we, we we need to focus. We need to spend energy and and money and and time really in in development and develop a different breed, you know, different breed of players. Um, back then, uh, I think my generation, my generation was just after the Lucas, the McFish generation, the film, the late film singer's mm-hmm. generation. May May his soul rest in peace. Um, it, 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 their, their generation was was tougher mentally uh, than than us. I mean, let let alone um, you know skill. Uh, South Africans always have skillful players, but mentally are we strong enough? Which is the question. And when I say development, the problem is that we we find coaches who don't who, who don't understand what is development. I always say, look. When you talk about development, you're not talking you don't you not talking about winning games, Aiden. Mm. People have to understand that. Yes, I know that win once you win games, you as a coach and, and players, you um you, you feel that um you you know you're happy and it, it lifts your it lifts your, your mood and um and confident. But once we talk of development, we we have to tick boxes, um, mm. uh, you know. It's technique in there, it's um, it's physique in there, it's it's mental strength in there, it's nutrition in there.
1: What you do off the field, maybe as well.
0: Yeah, it's a fi- financial plan in there. That's that's development for me. I mean, I can really. You know, the, the the list is so long. So for me, I think before we even think to send players abroad. And that's where we need to start. I mean, we have a totally different generation right now. Um, some of them, um, they, they they are totally lost. They feel so comfortable. I always say, when you think you are a best player, uh, you need to be playing Champions League, my friend. Um, uh, if you still play in South Africa in 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 DSTV uh, uh, league. Yes, it's in Africa. It's one of the best league, but um, best players are playing Champions League. Pa- best players are playing in in Europe and they're rubbing shoulders with big names. Those are best players. Mm. When you're still playing at home, yeah, um, you still have a long way to go. So, uh, to answer your question, I think we need to really relook really in um, in development and and. And a different breed. Um, our mental strength of players is very weak, I can tell you now. Uh, money actually uh, drives our players. There's um, There are players with hunger, but then there are players um, who feel that uh, money is more important. Listen, I don't, I'm not saying anything wrong about sundowns, but me personally, I would want to go to a club where I would have game time than... Uh, any bugs and sitting not even making the team
1: no of course because playing time will increase your confidence will get you that big move will, will better you as a player on and off the field overall and it's
0: exactly what I've done at Ajax um, uh, Aiden. um I've, I've said it to you I've signed five and a half five and a half years contract with Ajax Ajax one of the biggest team in Europe playing in Champions League but I've decided to go to Belgium and here I am today I'm Aaron Mukwena Basel, then I can take a call and call somebody, and the person wouldn't ask me, "Who are you?" Um, you know what I mean. So I can. I, mm. um, it, that, that's that's all it is. You want to be remembered. You want to write your own story. You want. How do you write your own story while you don't make you don't you don't even make a team? Yes, financially maybe you you, you can be sorted, uh, but then um, what did you do when you played football? Yeah, no, of course. Because I always say there's life after football, and um, we're so fortunate that we have a, a, a chance to make the second life uh, uh, from the first life. You make it well, you do it well um, while you're playing football. People, f- phones will be ringing when you finish uh, playing football, um, asking for asking for for your savings.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Those are very very wise words, Aaron. So I want to move on to a more personal side. You were the youngest player to represent Bafana and if I'm not mistaken, you still hold that record. What was it like for you? What did it mean to you
0: when you got the call up to the national team? Oh man, I was, um, actually, uh, firstly, I didn't believe it. I didn't believe it. Um, I remember I was a training and and Jomo came to me. If you remember well, Jomo was um, the Ketika coach at uh, at Bafana with Trot Moloto. Um, no, Trotmolot actually came first And um, they worked together then So um, Jomo said to me Hey, um, are you ready? I'm like, what you mean, Prajay? He's like, um, yeah I, I think they, they might call you for the national team I, no, I didn't take him serious uh, I, I, I always, he knew I mean, at training, at, in the games I always made sure that I train as a play. I play as a train. So there was no, not, never a difference. So um, I just took what he said and I moved on. Um, then I, I got a phone call from the office, from Jomo Cosmos office that um, I have, I mean, I hey, you've been selected for Bafana Bafana. I'm like, wow, I just didn't believe it. Um, and again, the thing is, I wasn't, um, yes, I was a regular at the Cosmos, but I wasn't stable enough. I thought that I was, I wasn't, ready enough to play for the national team at that particular point. Uh, so I just didn't believe it. Uh, but i tell you what, the best news of my life at that time, I think for me, that call-up actually made a difference and made me actually not to look back.
1: And Aaron, you took the armband over from Lucas Radebe. What was it like having that responsibility given to
0: you? Yeah, no, it was um, it was a heavy one. It was a heavy one, but I was I think I was ready for that. I was absolutely ready for that. I remember once I said it to to Lucas if he still remember, I said to him, look, um, uh, actually uh, this is what happened. Um, we we go to the hotel. We're playing somewhere in Africa. We go to the hotel. And and no no one actually. Most players, they was they respected Lucas so much that they were scared to share a room with him. And as today, uh analyzing the situation, and I said, I rose my hand up and I said, "Can I can I share a room with, with Lucas?" And um, he saw me walking in his room. I'm like, um, look, I'm I'm here. Can I share a room with you? And he said, with pleasure got in the room and listen he was playing the the the, the, the worst music of my life um, you know <laughs> you know <laughs> you know jazz this this deep jazz uh, Aiden. I was so bored but listen I wanted <laughs> I wanted to make sure at that camp I made a point that when I leave this camp there must be one or two um, great advices that I got from him and I kept asking question I mean how do you do it you know um well, how is it playing in England for Leeds? How is it to captain uh, Leeds? How it, how is it actually to captain the country? Um, and and those words that he said to me, it's um it's words that actually um you know made me to, to think, you know what, it is possible. And, and and again, I mean, then I was playing in um in Belgium or the captain at um at uh, a Gemini um, and at the time actually, that you know, the 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 the, the umbel was handed over to me. I was I was absolutely ready. I I, I even I was even ex- excited that I'm taking the umbel um, from now on, especially at that young age.
1: Aaron, I want to take things back to 2010, more specifically that opening match of the World Cup at Soccer City. You you captained the team there, of course, in the one-one draw with that amazing goal by Chabalala. What was that occasion like for you? Can you please talk us through that day?
0: I think I'm going to rewind it a little bit, Aiden, if, if, if I may. Um,
1: no, of From course. the
0: hotel, um, actually, we had a we had a a situation at the hotel where um, we had lot of like we had thousands of um, of, of South Africans actually outside our hotel mm. in Santin. Wanted to 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 sign autographs, wanted to have pictures with us, but we have we had this manager, uh, uh, Professor Carlos Pereira, who thought, you know what? I mean, um it, it's exactly actually I had so many one-on-ones with him because I was I was the captain. He said to me, Aaron, look, Safa, so they want us actually to go out and greet the fans, but I'm not comfortable with it, hmm. um, and his reasonings was um you going to get distracted immediately do that i mean he was all aware about our uh, our men- our mental um mental capacity when it comes to um, uh, stuff like that where we are celebrated you know um uh, he knew that mentally we we will get this distracted. I mean, we are talking World Cup, and we are we are the host. So he absolutely didn't want us to get out and greet the fans. Eventually, um, I had a chat with him to say, "Look, even if we don't take all the players uh, to go and greet the fans." Um, let's just take few players, just to appreciate, you know, just to acknowledge their presence mm. and, um, and and the support, you know. Um, and, and he slept on it, came back, and he's like, "Okay, I think you were right. Um, let's get out there, uh, but I can only take take ten players uh, because Safa actually wanted us to to jump in a open bus, open tour bus uh, to greet the fans, and 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 we did that. That's where it starts. Mm. We went out, we make a to- we made a tour in Santin and listen, for me, um, because we're in camp, we're in closed doors, we're indoors in, do- uh, in, in doors, we didn't see what's happening out there till we jumped in a open bus. And then we felt amazed. We now actually understood that um we the host of the World Cup. Um, how many people? Like it was absolutely um, the first time in my life seeing all the races that we have in South, in South Africa united behind Bafana Bafana. Uh, mm. It was just amazing, and the, the 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 coach as well. Because as I'm saying, we're in camp, we're indoors. We didn't really see what's happening out there. Immediately when we jumped in the, in the coach, he even said that this is unbelievable. I haven't seen something like this. In my entire life, I mean, he played so many World Cups, uh, Carlos Pereira with Brazil. But uh, this is what he said: It's the first time I see what's happening here, and I think it absolutely it was a great thing that we. Great, it was a great decision that we went out to to acknowledge the fans. Yes, I mean, um, and then come the game, the 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 the, the match day. Um, we all relaxed, jumping the coach. Um, we sing as usual. Um, we're now approaching uh, the Calabash, um FNB Stadium. We see actually uh, um, how packed it is. We get in the dressing room, still singing. Um, we're just eager. We're just anxious, uh, Aidan, to get out and see and see actually how many people are there. Listen, we're talking first World Cup in the continent, uh, mm. first World Cup in South Africa to be specific. We just wanted to see. We, we just for, for us actually it wasn't about uh, that first touch, first tackle, first gold. It wasn't that moment when we go to the dressing room. It was never about that. I mean, we had um, TVs in the uh, with with screens in the in the dressing rooms, but. Mm. We we just wanted to, you know, with the naked eye, just to see what's happening out there. Step on the pitch. Exactly. As as um, as usual, we went out to check on the pitch. Listen, <laughs> I did until um, today, Aiden. I cannot. I, I still get those goosebumps. I cannot explain what I felt at that particular moment. We felt. I mean, I felt. Wow, this is game time game on you know it was absolutely packed you know it was full house i actually went back to the dressing room i was the first one going back to the dressing room to the dressing room while the players were still in the pitch i had to talk to myself i had to actually um uh, to bring myself back um to to start now thinking about the 20 uh was a two, two, uh, 2002 world cup in Car- in Japan and in Korea i had to bring that those memories back um fa cup final i had to bring those mem- memories back so i can be ready for this game to understand how important this game was mm. especially against mexico look now comes um, uh, the time you know uh, we had to walk in that tunnel um to to you know to line up for national anthem we're still singing mm. relaxed but I, i'm telling you uh because now i understood how important this game was yes um fortunate enough uh, playing in 2002 experience played a big part in my you know in my game uh you know uh, playing fa cup, FA, FA cup especially uh, just weeks before the World Cup it was a dressing rehearsal for me played a massive experience in my game as well and my, my confidence um, getting to the tunnel I looked at the boys the boys looked so relaxed as usual singing now we had to line up for um, uh, for national anthem Aiden I was, um, I was emotional if you know what I mean I was emotional um, in my head now I'm thinking uh, this the first World Cup in the continent in South Africa to be specific, uh, probably the last one. Um, make, the, make the best out of it. Those, th- th- that's when I was now um, having that executive board meeting by myself in that um, you know in the lineup for, for a national anthem. when the national anthem went. Um, I was, during the, you know, during the national anthem, I was so, was so emotional. I, then I was so anxious now to have that first tackle, first tackle um in the pitch. I mean, we finished with the national anthem. Now, here the whistle go now. Then I felt, yes, that moment we've been waiting for, uh, it's now, has arrived. um Here comes the goal. Sure. What a moment. Um, interception, uh, Aidan. I intercepted the ball. The first pass was passed forward to uh, Gacho DiChasho. had a touch, um, gave it to Skua uh, Chabalala. Chabalala had a touch. Uh, the slant was in the back of the net. I just didn't believe it. I couldn't even run to celebrate with the boys. Rather, if you see that clip, what I did, I went back to Kune. To celebrate with them, in my head I'm thinking um, we're playing against one one of the biggest uh, biggest team in this World Cup, uh, one of the experienced team in this World Cup with a massive history with players that are earning pounds, dollars, euros in big clubs out there. Mm. Uh, anything can happen. I don't want to waste my energy. Yes, it's good. To, it, I mean, it's good to you know to to celebrate such a goal. But I just want to focus. I went back to to, to Kukune, told him, "Hey, let's focus. Let's command. Let's talk." Um, the boys came back, but that goal, that goal, we felt that you know what? Uh, there's something in uh, there's something in this World Cup for us. Um, it, it was absolutely unbelievable. I mean. Um, FNB it was on standstill Um, we couldn't even hear each other talking as the boys Um, the only thing that we need to do is just the eye contact to see what's happening we just couldn't hear each other that's how buzzing um, you know FNB was but that goal absolutely it it took South Africa actually it made people to see uh, the talent we have in South Africa and people to understand that we're not just walk-overs or uh, we're not just adding numbers in the the World Cup.
1: I think we can all remember where we were during that moment, during the start of the match, the anthem, the goal. I think that occasion was one of the most momentous in Bafana Bafana's history. Mm. Mm. Um, Just given the occasion and the context behind everything, I think it was a very, very special time. Mm. Um Aaron, moving back to you, when you walked onto the pitch for your one hundredth cap for the country, what was going through your mind?
0: Wow. Wow. Um look, um, I always say um I have been the first uh for so many times, um, Aiden. And now being the first player to um to, to earn hundred cap, uh <sighs> It was it was just an amazing feeling for me. Mm-hmm. Uh but not that I was surprised. And I always said if I have played all the games that I got the call for, um at Bafana Bafana, it could have been more than 107 caps that I played for the, from from a country for. I mean the way you know, games like your Botswana's in your respect, your Ang- Angola, like Sadek games where um, I, I, I said you don't have to call me for this games. I mean, um, try other other players. If I had played those games, that hundred camp, that, that hundred camp actually could have been quicker. Um, you know, happened. But that moment, I felt. Listen, I wrote my own my own story. Mm. I wrote my own history. I am. Um, I. I actually. You know, I um, traveled my journey. I stayed on my lane and um, I deserved this 100 caps. So it was an amazing moment for me, um, Ada.
1: And what would you say has been the toughest part of your journey in becoming a professional athlete from your debut to when you retired?
0: I think that the, 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 the toughest moment was when I had to leave the country to go and play in Germany for bayer liberg That was the toughest. Um, it was exciting. It was exciting when I had the news but when i got to to germany uh, it was so tough because i had to stay i had to live by myself in a studio studio apartment and um at that age um i just felt you know what this is this is what i was not expecting mm-hmm. you know um i even had to call jomo sono to say to him project I don't think I'll make it here. I want to come back home and continue with my studies. That's exactly what I said to him, and he said, "Look, oh, wow. uh, it, it's tough. It's tough for now, but uh, it will get better." Uh, I, I really wanted to come back home, to, to come back home, and I mean, that—that that for me, um, yes, it was the toughest moment um, of my career. Maybe um, there's a second, um, second toughest um, times as well when. Um, I couldn't play football for six months um, because, obviously, um, Ajax and the Bayer Leverkusen they're in dispute in terms of having me, mm. and um, uh, I, the, 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 the case or the matter had to be resolved by FIFA, and it took it took almost six months, um, uh, and I wasn't allowed to play football. I could only train. Um, that as well it was the toughest moment i mean uh, imagine at that age um you know uh 17 years um in a foreign land um you you can't play um the games you only train it was absolutely frustrating so yeah i think that 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 era or that year that time for me um was it 1998 yeah, ninety nine. That that year for me, it was, yeah, it was the toughest moment because I was young and moving to Europe and and coming across those um, those you know uh, uh, situations. I would say uh, living by myself in Germany and um, having having not to play uh, football for six months. Yeah, I think that was was tough.
1: Sure, no, I can I can only imagine that. Being a veteran of Bafana Bafana, what do you make of Bafana's Afcon qualifiers group and their chances of qualifying for the AFCON twenty twenty three?
0: Um, we absolutely have um have great chance. Um uh, the only probably tough game that we might have is against Morocco. Uh but otherwise I think we have a, a big chance, a big chance actually to to um to get through. I'm not to be honest Even against Morocco, I'm not really, really scared um, against Morocco. I mean, uh, Morocco never made it difficult. Uh, If you can go back to history books, Morocco never made it difficult for Bafana Bafana. Um, More especially the Morocco that they have right now. I think um, we can make it difficult for for them. Uh, Maybe the difficult game would be um, the game against them away. Mm. Um, it's always hostile uh, But otherwise, when they come here I'm sure that we we can get something out of that game But otherwise, our chances are very, very, very big
1: And and what do you make of Hugo Bruce? If he is given enough time Where do you see Bafana Bafana going? Could we see the return of the glory days?
0: Look, um, I think it's just a matter of time uh, Aidan, I mean l- Look at the games that we had previously um let's 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 put aside a game against france mm. uh, but the game the games that we had the qualifying games um that we had previously um the boys actually clicked and we're talking about um you know i don't like to say young boys but um uh, the boys that can 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 play together for for, for, for the next 10 years you know, if you like. I mean, that's that that's that that's where actually uh, Hugo Bros is looking at these players that he wants. Yes, I mean there's few, uh maybe not even more than five. There's few players that are over thirty, but most of the players they they, 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 they you know, below thirty. That's exactly for me I think that's 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 the right way. You know, it's um we just need to uh, we just need to give um, you know to, to to give the man the chance of course um I mean I mean for me I see this this this, this qualifying uh, qualifying games that we we are approaching now uh, for Cup couple of nations I see those games uh, changing uh you know uh, w- w- we might be take you know taking that corner. Uh, with these games, I see us qualifying for for twenty twenty three Cup of Nations, and hopefully people will stop now, uh, criticizing a little bit and and supporting now. Uh, but for me, I think um, what he what he really wants is to have even if he he moves on or he's no more Bafana Bafana, you know, coach anymore. He wants to um to have players that. Uh, would still play for Bafana Bafana uh, for for a for, for couple of years still. That's exactly what he's looking at. I mean, I know that right now uh, people are panicking, people are, you know, point, pointing guns. Uh, but um, I really, really want to see what's going to happen once we qualify for 2023 because I'm I'm convinced. I'm convinced that the players that we have are good enough Mm. Um, to qualify for next season, we just need to give the players, um, support. I mean, stop talking about uh, who's supposed to be there, who's not there, and uh, who's not there. It's uh, the coaching's good. Coach's decision. Who's there? It's important. Exactly. Let's give the, 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 let's give who's there that support. I mean, as long as who's there is, is, is doing the business for the country. So for me, I think really, I mean, we, we stand a big, big chance and um, we we have an experienced manager. We have an experienced coach that has been out there. I mean, he made it out there. So why can't he make it here? So with the support, he can be able to feel that there is a support um, and he needs to deliver as well. But um, I really like his... Um, his philosophy of of giving young lads, if you like, a a chance for the future.
1: Absolutely. And Aaron, lastly here, what piece of advice do you have to give to any youngster out there who wants to become the next Aaron Mokwena?
0: I always say to my to my do you know to um, to footballers, especially young footballers that um, are playing this game currently. I always say to them, Aiden. Don't cut corners. Mm. Um, don't cut corners. Um, respect this game. This game can change your life if you respect it. We're talking from, I'm talking from experience, you know. Of
1: course.
0: Um, if you want to make it um, in this game, um, you don't have to cut corners. You don't have to cheat this game. Um, give it all at the particular moment that you get in this game mm. uh, and it will take you far so for me I think it's just three things I mean discipline for me sacrificing for me and um, and don't cut corners you know um, then pff, listen if you have, if you are talented in this game you, you find skillful players and you find hard working players um, so both players can can get far as long as they apply these um this three things that i have i've just mentioned
1: spoken like a true champion aaron thank you so much for joining us today on this exclusive interview on the sl podcast from everyone involved we hope you have a wonderful day further thank you for the time
0: thank you for having me aiden a good one to big questions even bigger guests this is the big interview